Hey, this is Brad R. Lambert, and you're listening to the SteelerNation.com podcast. Hello, Steeler Nation, and welcome to your SteelerNation.com podcast, sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, and I'd like to welcome back my first co-host from 2018 when I started running this podcast, entertainment manager, motivational speaker, producer, Brad Lambert. Brad R. Lambert, how are you doing, my friend? What's up, my man? It's great to see you, as always. Uh, I, I keep remembering because I know you as Brad Lambert, but I've got the entertainment industry needs to know you as Brad yep. R. Lambert. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, show, my friend. And this is fun, too, because when we first started back in the day, I mean, I was like in my the attic of my garage with this yeah. old equipment and we're just strictly doing, you know, audio. And now we have audio video going at the same time. It's a new, it's a new world for us. This is it great. is indeed. It's great <laughs> to actually see your face while we're working. <laughs> yeah. You too, man. You cool, too. Man. So it's, it's great to have you back and I'm hyped for all this positive work that you're doing uh, Thanks, in the man. entertainment world, man. So tell Steeler nation what you've been up to. Oh man. I mean, you, you know me, I've, I've been around the team since like Oh five, Oh six, yep. uh, started in the sports industry, working with these guys and, and the team and, and agencies and brands in the sports industry. Uh, but I made my way out to Los Angeles to, to work with this man, Robert Downey Jr. And his incredible <laughs> team, yes. which was a, was just a dream and, and an incredible experience for me because it was my shotgun intro to mm. Hollywood. Yes. Uh, so I learned so much about the industry. It's very different from the sports industry, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. Uh, learned a lot. So grateful of my time with those guys and then went to Warner Brothers for a few years mm-hmm. and worked on the marketing campaigns for TV, film and catalog titles. Yeah. And then uh, after that, I've been independent ever since. So I produce, I manage, I speak, I do hosting. I enter, I'm an entertainment journalist. So I cover a bunch of stuff working with all the major studios from the press, the PR, the social media, the production standpoint, as well as marketing. Mm-hmm. So my goal out here is to, to create a life around my passions and add as much value as I can around those things. That is great. And I love that you're, you know, you're strictly not just Marvel. I saw you yeah. uh, at a, at a, it looked like the, um, Suicide Squad. The, the premiered for Suicide. That was exactly yep. what I was going to say. And that was an amazing movie. I loved it. I thought it was a ton of fun. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I like, though I like the last one too. I like the animated Suicide Squads. I think 100%. that they do a, a, a good job with those. I'm one of the few people that love the layout of Jared Leto as the Joker the first time. Me but, too. Jared Leto but, as the Joker is fantastic. But, but it's tough to follow Heath Ledger. Ledger. And that's yeah. what everybody goes, you, you know, follow Heath Ledger. And then you have Phoenix going, doing it, winning an Oscar for it. So that's, Yo, but, but here's the <laughs> thing though, Ledger, Phoenix, Leto, they're all different jokers. Right. And we yep. can have three, four brilliant jokers. Yes, we that's can. That's the thing, like five, you know, it doesn't Mark matter. Mark Hamill. It, on- <laughs> yeah, it, like let, let's not compete and say, right. you know, this guy sucks because he's not Ledger. Like no one's Heath Ledger. Yeah. You know, and Joaquin Phoenix was incredible in his own right, too. Yes. But, you oh, know, yeah. I, I liked Leto's Joker. I thought he really embodied the just scary craziness um, and and the kind of mob boss gangster. Yeah. I, I love that. I thought it was a really cool take on the character. Yeah. And that's one of the fun things from the comics. If you were a comic reader of Batman, you understand that Joker's superpower is he's able to embody different personalities and that's like from one personality to another he's completely different and that's what makes him really difficult to to beat because he can be a technically a different person you defeat him once he'll come back as somebody else yeah and they'll do it a different way and it's just really really neat um so one thing i really had to talk about because steeler nation went crazy (laughs) last year when we were all stuck in our houses 
uh, when Robert Downey Jr. and Cam Hayward started talking, um, first off, I guess Steeler Nation didn't even know that Robert Downey Jr. was a Steeler fan. I mean, was he always a Steeler fan or did you working around Robert Downey Jr. make him a Steeler (laughs) fan? (laughs) Because I know your passion, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, he uh, his family's from around just outside Pittsburgh. Uh, his mom's from outside Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, that just makes him even better in my opinion as, uh, him being a Steeler fan. And he's been very outspoken about it over the years. He's had his moments, uh, which was really cool. And, uh, for me to, to be a part of this, uh, and, and help put this together with my dear friend, Jimmy Rich, who just recently passed away. Uh, love you brother. Um, it was very special. Nice. And so, when this started, there's Jimmy, um, yep, Jimmy Rich. Oh, and he, my uh, brother. Oh, sorry to hear about um, the loss yeah. there, man. That's that's yeah. that's tough. But there, he's showing the the glove there for Steeler Nation, yeah. saying, "Cam, all you got to do, send me a jersey, and I will send you a glove." And the cool part was, if I can flip over to the other one, here is the reply from <laughs> Cam. <laughs> getting to be super <laughs> excited yeah <laughs> holding yep. the glove getting the glove right there in the and mail it's signed yeah oh, that is so awesome i and i was gonna say for iron man from for iron head as well put in alluding oh, to his father's name so cool so so cool and his dad was a hell of a player as well so yep. tell me uh specifically how did this come up was, was did did Robert Downey Jr. talk to you about this? Was this something you went to Robert Downey Jr. about? Did Cam say that he's a huge Marvel fan? How yeah. did this start, man? Yeah, so Cam and I are, are good pals. Uh, such a great guy. And uh, we we talk about Marvel all the time. So it's a constant dialogue. I was texting him last night about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. Um, but, you know, during this was, I think, not last year, but the year prior, um, Jason Momoa was in Pittsburgh. Nice. Uh, filming a project and he was wearing cam's bumblebee jersey which i oh, thought was really cool i was like that dude aquaman you know yes. awesome <laughs> you know and he was like yeah it's so cool man he's like but you know if i if i had to pick a celebrity who who would support or wear my jersey it'd be robert Downey jr and i like i was talking to him i'm like are you serious right now like <laughs> like the connection like hello yeah. and yeah. he was like what he's like are you serious i'm like dude send me jerseys. I'll get it to Downey ASAP. Yeah. And yeah. he was like, no way. So he like freaked out. And it was really cool for me to connect those dots because like, obviously I'm a diehard Steeler fan. I'm, I'm from Pittsburgh. I love this team. And to have these relationships with the guys, it, it just makes it even more uh, precious for me. And it, it, it's such a cool, you know, connection and, and to have the, the relationship as a fan and as a friend to a lot of these guys is, it just makes it better. It, 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 it's a very special experience for me. So to connect those dots was awesome. And, and I, I told Cam, I said, Hey, I'll get you the jerseys to Downey, but you got to do something for me. He was like, what's that? I was like, you got to send me a jersey. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was, that was the, all right, I'll do it, but you got to throw one in there for me. And he Aww. of course laughed at that request and sent me one and that was easy, but, Aww, um, perfect. but yeah, so I, I got it to my, my guy, Jimmy Rich and Jimmy is a diehard Steeler fan. Oh. Like 
we, I watched every game with him, you know, when he was in town and, mm-hmm. you know, that was Downey's right-hand man and best friend for 20 years. So, oh, yeah. you know, he definitely had the Steeler influence from Jimmy big okay. time. Nice. So, um, all you guys, but, Steeler fans, that's, yeah, in, that's incredible. Yeah. That's no, incredible. but that's, that's how Jimmy and I really bonded is, yeah. you know, we connected online and it was the passion for Pittsburgh and the Steelers and Marvel and, you know, that was really cool. And, um, uh, so I, I got the jerseys to Jimmy, he got it to Downey and obviously it took a while with the pandemic and things like that. Yeah. But when it hit, it just happened. The Steelers were, I think 10 and zero at the time yeah. and the hype was real. So yeah. it was just like perfect timing. And, and Downey came out with, with the, with the video of him rock and the 97 yeah. Jersey. And, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, I was able to connect cam with Downey direct and, mm. It was just really special, man. It was the the ultimate collab to bring my passion for the Steelers and Downey and Marvel and and you know two people I really care about and and Downey and obviously Cam. So it was mm. it was just special, man. And it's neat that they both had such a mutual respect for each other's work. Oh that's, yeah, that's just the neatest ac- aspect to me. Um, yeah, for sure. I'll, and- I'll never forget it. Oh, that's great. And uh, neither was still still an It was just such a cool thing. Um, so now, I mean, obviously you're living out there in California. How closely are you still able to keep up on the Steelers with the preseason games, with practice? I'm just trying to get a, a gauge on your, Man, I, I, <laughs> how dialed in I'm, you are. If I'm not dialed into Twitter, <laughs> uh, I don't miss preseason games. I, I have NFL game pass. So I'm watching everything as it happens. Awesome. I do live streams on my Twitch. So I have a, a lot of people on there who are, are chiming in during the games. Um, but you know, I, I may be in LA. What, what do they say? You can take me out of Pittsburgh, but you can't take Pittsburgh out of me. So <laughs> I'm, I'm out West now, um, which is, you know, Steeler nation out here is crazy. Wow. I went to the Chargers game a few years back and and oh. it was when they were playing in the smaller stadium before SoFi opened. Yes. And dude, it was, a, it was the a Steeler most, game. <laughs> it was the most insane environment because it oh, wasn't the gosh. biggest stadium, yeah. which meant that the presence of Steeler nation was that much bigger. Um, Cause and, I I remember that game because when the Chargers hit the field, you heard booing. Oh yeah, it was oh, insane. Yeah, yeah dude. And, and, <laughs> and their home you know, stadium, they got out booed. To, to walk away with the dub with Duck Hodges right? at quarterback was <laughs> yeah. was hilarious. So, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's uh, you know, I I love I love the team, and like I said, having the per- personal relationship with the guys makes me care even more because I mm-hmm. want to see them win on and off the field. So it's, it's pretty cool, but yeah, I, I talk a lot with the players. So I I get my little, you know, inside scoop on things and and I'm able to, you know, try to be as in tune and connected to the team and the organization as best as I can uh, being out here in LA, but I miss it. I wasn't able to get back last year, obviously because of the pandemic. So at the drop of a hat, I'm going back. I'm trying to hit the home opener if I can. Nice. Nice. I will be there. I'll see you out there when we if you want to come by the Steeler Nation. Uh, yeah, Stillgate, we'll definitely host you there for a bit. Thanks, uh, trying to get the RV out there, too. I got an RV just oh, nice. for this kind of stuff. Going to park it in North Shore or North Park. Let's go walk down a couple blocks. I love um, that. So now, I mean, obviously, I know you're really tuned in with Highsmith. Highsmith is destroying it in camp right now mm. and destroying it yep. in preseason games. Uh, same thing with uh, Pat Fryermuth that you're telling me that you're starting to uh, talk with him and he had an yep. immense game, two yeah, touchdowns yeah. should have had a third. If uh, Rudolph was able to get it out there a little farther, he would have had that yeah. third one, 100%. But, uh, but amazing to watch both of those two young players really kind of come into their own faster than we realize or faster than we are expecting. Oh, yeah. So speak oh, to yeah. them both on a level as football players and on a personal level. And how do you react? How do you interact with these guys when they have a good game? 
Oh man, good or bad. I'm always showing love. I mean, that that's, that's what it's about for me. So like, yeah. uh, after the draft this year, I connected with Kendrick green, Pat Fryermuth, Najee mm-hmm. Harris. So it was like in one day, it was like connecting with all those guys and oh, just letting Najee them know. being a California guy too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but for me, man, it, it's literally, I I've done this since I I've, you know, over the last five, 10 years, uh, the draft free agents, whoever comes to the team, mm-hmm. I reach out and I say, Hey, welcome to the family. Mm-hmm. I've been around the team since 05. If you need anything, don't hesitate. Like <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm, I'm an ally. I'm an asset. Hit me yeah. up. It, yeah. it could be, I need Madden early, you know, yeah. or I need, uh, a, uh, introduction at this company or brand or whatever. I just try yeah. to help. Right. Yeah. And then, uh, last year it was Ebron. So I reached nice. out to Ebron. I'm like, what's up, man? Welcome to the team. I was like, let me know what you need. I'll help if I can. And he was like, I need a house in Pittsburgh. And I was like, well, I'm not a realtor, but let me make some calls. Yeah. So I actually helped get him his house in Pittsburgh. That's which awesome. Really cool. It's a nice house. Got the pool yeah. in the backyard. He was man, catching uh, the, setting up the jugs machine, it, shooting it, it over. It's, <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm not a realtor, but I right. have a good foundation in the city and uh, good relationships. I was able to connect, yep. you know, and, and it worked out. Um, but awesome. this year, you know, no different. The new draft class comes in and these are young guys who are obviously new to Pittsburgh and uh, maybe not so much Friarmouth because he went to Penn State. Yeah. But, you know, the, these guys are it's a whole new different world for them. And uh, I just try to be an asset as much as I can uh, being in L.A. And, and just in general with my relationships in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, getting to know these guys, they're just excited, man. Uh, Pat is a stud. Um, obviously we know what he did at Penn state, but you know, Alex, you know, he's just like, this guy's a baller, dude. Like people don't understand because they're seeing it every day in practice, right? You know, the first two preseason games, Pat really didn't do anything. And I think that's for a reason, you know, and then the third preseason game, he he catches two unbelievable balls from Ben Mm -hmm. and you know, the, the, the prevailing theory around Pat Fryermuth is he doesn't drop anything contested right. or not. Yeah. So he, he's showing that. And with Ben at the helm, you know, throwing him lasers, you know, Ben's comparing him to Heath Miller. Yeah. Uh, and I, I get it. I, I think Pat's a bit taller and maybe a bit more athletic in that sense. No disrespect to Heath. Nope. He's just a different player, yeah. uh, but he's getting comparisons to Travis Kelsey and things like that. It's crazy. <sighs> yeah. So like if you can couple him with Ebron, you yes. got some athletes at tight end, not to mention the receiving core, which is yeah. ridiculous. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I like where the offense is at. And then you add Najee Harris, mm-hmm. yep. arguably the best running back in college football over the last few seasons. Yep. You saw what he did against the Lions. Yep. You know, the guy catches balls like Le'Veon Bell, mm-hmm. get him in space, and he does the rest. Yes. He never loses yards. And that's what I love about him. There was mm-hmm. a play, I don't, uh, I think Dude. it was. Uh, Two, two games ago? ago. Yeah. Yeah. Two weeks ago, he got hit four yards behind the line of scrimmage and got six positive yards out yep. of it. <laughs> like he just, he he's always moving. And, and that's something the run game statistically was, I think, dead last last year. Yep. And that says a lot considering we were 11 and 0 at one point. Exactly. So I think, you know, if we can get any semblance of a run game together, mm-hmm. that's going to prevent Ben from throwing the ball 60 times, which he shouldn't be doing. Yes. And then that'll free up the crazy receiving core that we have and guys like Juju and DJ and Claypool are going to go crazy. Not to right. mention James Washington, yeah. who is such a stud. Yep. So, I mean, I, I'm excited, man. And then, you know, Alex Highsmith, a lot of people were, I think sleeping on Alex Highsmith, especially after we pick up Melvin Ingram. Yes. Uh, Ingram's a phenomenal player and that gives us tremendous depth because you yes. essentially have two starters on the outside opposite of TJ Watt. 
And I saw both of them like the I think it was the second preseason game. Yeah, they were flip flopping. Yeah, and that's something we haven't seen out of our players yet, which we know TJ Watt can flop. 100%. No I didn't know Highsmith could. Yeah, so and, watching and, and, that is going to be fun for coming up this year with Butler, what they're going to dial up. Alex has that yeah. spin move that is <laughs> is torturous to these opposing tackles. And I'm telling you right now, that's going to be his secret weapon because he's going to fake it sometimes mm-hmm. and then just stay outside. And then sometimes he's actually going to do it on the inside. And we saw the first preseason game, he pulled it out and it got him a sack. So he's always in the backfield. Uh, he's doing real well against the run. So don't sleep on Highsmith this year, guys, because I'm mm. telling you right now, he is a stud. And then if he has to get a breather, Melvin Ingram's coming. Right. Up. And then, you know, we know we know what's on the other side. TJ yeah. Watt, just the best outside rusher in the mm. NFL. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I like what I'm seeing out of the team, man. I think the weaknesses have been addressed. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see a ton. I think the line obviously will get better as the year goes on just because a lot of new people got inserted into that line, Mm -hmm. but Kendrick green, the one thing I've been hearing a lot about the offensive line collectively Mm -hmm. is they have a nasty side to them this year. Yes. They are mean. (laughs) And that's something, the physicality, the aggressiveness, Mm -hmm. uh, that the line didn't have last year. And, and it's been implemented with the new offensive line coach and mm-hmm. the defense is feeling it every day at practice. So, yeah. you know, I like seeing Kendrick green fly down the field, 15, 20 yards and bury <laughs> the safety or this cornerback. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you got to make yourself, you know, known out there on the field and that's what these guys are doing. Mm. So I'm, I'm just excited that there's really not. And then you pick up Trey Turner, five-time pro bowler. Right. So like, you know, I, I hated losing to Castro. Yeah. Um, he's, he's a obviously future hall of famer, just yeah. an insane talent, but you know, and, and pounce, he's pouncy, obviously, but mm. you know, Kendrick, another green, hall of fame talent. Yeah. Kendrick yeah. green is not so far off of what Pouncey was when he first got here. Right. He can move. He's athletic and he's, he's, he's got a mean, nasty side and that's what we need. So uh, I'm excited. Zach Banner's coming back. Shout out to him. Um, took you to the cleaners and FIFA multiple times, but 22 is coming yeah. out. So I'm ready to go. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. And I know he's competitive in everything. Yes, Softball, he is. He is. Football. I- I'll see you in 22, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, no, like his, his last year, um, we, we had a bet that whoever won in the, the best of series would have to make a video and put it out on social media. <laughs> so I, I took him to the cleaners yeah. as I did Le'Veon, Be- uh, Le'Veon Bell. Nice. And uh, he put well, it out on social media and he said, Brad's the best. And that was, you know, <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the score? How, how did the series end for both of those? Uh, I mean, it got progressively worse for him as the <laughs> games continued, but the first game was pretty close and then yeah. it just kind of went downhill from there. But okay. um, no, it's, it's all fun. It's all love. Zach. That's great. You know that, but, yeah, we know. but yeah, it's just like, but that's, what's cool about these guys is, is now, you know, back in the day, it was like, Oh, they play cards. Now it's like these guys are hardcore gamers. Yes. You know, banners on there, Highsmith is on there, Fryer yep. Move, Claypool, Juju, like, and that's, you know, that's really cool. Back in the day, man, in uh in college, I used to play Call of Duty, Modern Warfare yep. with Heinz Ward, mm-hmm. you know, guys like that, uh yep. Justin Vincent, Santonio Holmes, Max Starks. Like that would be my party on Call of Duty. <laughs> nice. And you know, so th- they're they're just people like us at the end of the day, when they're not on the field, right. You know, Tomlin says football, it, it, it's what we do. It's not who we are. Yeah. Right. So that's something that, you know, 
I, I really love about these guys. And I like the caliber uh, of people that we have on this team now on yeah, the, the field. It seems like the locker room has gotten a lot more responsible, a lot more family and team oriented, Correct. which has happened in these last, since we've been on the show in 2018 Correct. and we started uh, leaking the talent for AB and um, um, Bell leaving. Uh, but uh, it's just, it's just a new a new cohesiveness that helped them through 2019 to tell you the yep. truth, even though yep. losing your starting quarterback, you expect to tank. Yeah. Um, yeah. Steelers didn't No, they, that... they nearly made the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, man, my yeah. goodness. But Hey, the, the one guy too, Dwayne Haskins. Yes. I, I, I like him a lot, man. Honestly, if I had to pick my quarterback should be Ben Haskins and Dobbs. Oh, you, you wouldn't even have no. Rudolph in the, in the three. No. No, really? I, I, I love Dobbs versatility. I love his arm. I love mm-hmm. how he can run. Mm-hmm. Same with Haskins. It's a different league now. Pocket quarterbacks do not exist anymore. I mean, look at Trey Lance, right? Yeah. Yep. Jalen Hurts. Yep. You know, the new guys, Justin Fields. Yeah. I mean, it's a different game now. It, it yeah. really is. So I, I want to have... Uh, guys who can move and no offense to Mason. Mm. I, you know, they're saying the ceiling for Haskins is much higher than Rudolph. A hundred percent. Yes. So that, I mean, he was a, a first rounder for a reason. Yeah. So I mean, we've seen, yeah. that's what I'm saying. We, we've State. seen, we've seen a lot out of Mason. Yeah. And I think he's a, he's a solid backup, mm. but to, to lead the team moving forward, I'd much rather put it in the hands of Dwayne Haskins and let him run with it with the young guys that we have around him and the talent that we have around him and with a line that is is going to be kind of getting better as the, the year goes on. Yeah. We need someone who can get out of there and and pick up yards, and that's what he's done in the preseason. And Mason mm-hmm. is not that guy. He's just He just does not have the ability and the pocket presence to, to roll out and pick up yards, whereas Dobbs and Haskins – hundred percent. They'll scoot out. They'll pick up three, four or five yards, which once again, last year with no run game, we saw third and long is not where you want to be. Yeah. And uh, over here on Facebook, Greg Tria, Anthony Laird, Sean McGowan. Great seeing you guys. BMK over on YouTube guys. Keep chiming in. Uh, let us know if you have any questions for the show. We're obviously going to get to them at the uh, ask Steeler nation segment here at the end of the show, but keep chiming in. We always love hearing from you guys and everybody's super excited for this upcoming year and the, the defense in general who Joe Hayden just tweeted out or just reported out during an interview that he thinks it's the best defense he's been on. This that's could, a, could be the best defense he's been on. That's a, that's a bold <laughs> statement. I was with Joe in the off season. He trains out here in LA. So every time he's out here in the off season, I go catch up with him during his training sessions and he's in the best shape of his career. And he, he, he wants to retire a stealer, which means he wants an extension for a few more years. And I hope they give it to him. Um, he looks good out there and he's a great, great guy off the mm. field. So I, I can't speak highly enough about Joe Hayden. And, uh, you know, I like what I'm seeing out of the defense. I think, you know, a lot of people are just sleeping on this team and they, they, I don't they know are. why saying the Steelers are going to be last in the division is absolutely absurd. Yes. Um, you know, from, I just don't get it. And Ben saying his arm is even better this year than it was last year. It's gotta be, which yeah. we were 11 and 0 at one point. And yeah, yeah at <laughs> the end of the season, the wheels kind of fell off and that's, it happens, but, uh, you know, hopefully with, we won't have any COVID 
scares or protocols and things that, you know, prevented Joe Hayden from not playing multiple times. Yeah. He missed uh, to- both Cleveland games. Yeah. One last was- game of the season. And of course he wants to play against his old team. Yeah. And I had to but- kill him not to be out there on the field. I felt him. bad. Yeah. For he didn't even get to play in the, the postseason, man. Right. Like that's right. what you play for. And then he wasn't even allowed to participate. So yeah. not having that. And then the bye week situation got completely trashed last year. So those guys had to like go eight straight games or something to end the yeah. year. So yeah. it's just not, not what you're looking for, but you know, I think the depth of the team is significantly better this year. Mm. Um, and like I said, if, if something happens to any of our key guys, um, Balaj, he's come out yeah. of nowhere as a stud. I hope he makes the team uh physical, big running back. Uh, and that's what I like out of the, the running back room right now is, is they're big and they're physical and, uh, and, and versatile. I love, um, McFarlane. Uh, yes. he, he gives he's, me, a, he, and a he's already, and he's already risen the charts. He's already number two. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, that's because of Matt Canada, he knows his offense. He played yeah, there and, in Maryland with the guy. And, and Snell has had some injury you know, yeah. problems, which is unfortunate, but, yeah. uh, McFarlane has a change of pace back, getting him out on some, uh, screens and like in the flat, giving him space to use that speed. I mean, I, I like it and yeah, he knows the offense. So, uh, you know, having obviously, uh, Najee and, and McFarlane as one, two, I think that's a, a pretty deadly combo. Uh, we obviously saw a strong physical back and a speed back in Bettis and Parker. And that worked out pretty well for us. Shout out to my guy, Willie P. Yep. Yep. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, I, I don't have anything bad to say about this group. I, I'm not worried. I'm really not. Mm. The only thing I'll say is they got to get the deal done for TJ. Yes. And they're running out of time. Well, they say they don't do deals after training camp, but what they actually mean is they don't do deals, new deals. Once the regular season starts, they're running out of time. They are. And I've heard a couple reports coming out. I think, wasn't it, um, was it Lolly or was it, um, oh, well, but either way, the report was that they're looking for Watt to sign the largest contract in defensive player history by yeah. Friday or on Friday. So that's well, been good. Like I, you got to get it done. Cause he mm-hmm. has to be there week one. Yes, he does. And I, I, I really feel that first game versus Buffalo will set the tone for the season. Yeah. I, I truly believe that because Buffalo mm-hmm. is going to be in the runnings for the AFC. Mm-hmm. So if you can come out of the gates week one and beat them in their house, mm-hmm. I feel good moving forward. Cause the, the schedule is tough this year. Like, we know that number, so, number one so far. Yeah, the, the toughest strength of schedule based on last year's records. And a that happened in 2008, and look what happened. Yep. So it doesn't That's matter. Tough. But Tomlin always says it's not how you start; it's how you finish. And yeah. last year we started great, and the wheels fell off. Yeah. So you know, like I said, I I feel good about this team. There, there's not a whole lot here where I'm nervous. I I do think the first few games might be a little rough, just because mm-hmm. the O line is is being patched together, mm-hmm. and. You know, it's not a line that has been together for five seasons, like in years past. Mm-hmm. So that's what happens. So, um, but I still believe in the line. I think there's a lot of really talented players there. Dan Moore has surprised me and yes. a lot of good news from him from yes. a development standpoint as a swing tackle for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, Kevin Dotson was, was great last year. I think he's going to come in and do what he did. And then having Zach Banner, yeah. man, I mean, I was so much hype around him last year and the poor guy week one just, yeah first quarter 
just devastating, but uh, I'm yeah. so happy for him and, and getting a deal and coming back and fighting through the rehab. And yeah, uh, I'm excited for, for Zach Banner this year. He's, he's fought hard to get here. So um, yeah, but Najee Harris, he's going to change a lot for this offense and he has already showed the impact that he's going to make. Um, I don't particularly want to see him hurdling every run. Um, <laughs> that really stresses me out. But I, I love the fact that, like I said, he took that man's ankles from 15 yards away um, when he yes. was in the open field. So yeah. these opposing defenses know that he's not a guy you want to go one-on-one with. Mm-hmm. And he ran out of field. Otherwise, that was a touchdown. Yes. Like, yeah. So that's something that is scary to me. We didn't really have that. Um over the last few years since Bell left, having a running back who can catch and be flexed out mm-hmm. and run routes, and Najee can do that. He's been going up against Devin Bush uh, every day in practice, and Devin is one of the most athletic, talented linebackers in the league. Yes. And Devin's having his hands full. Yeah. So, you know, right there, that gives Ben another weapon to flex out and, and torment the opposing linebackers instead of his own. <laughs> and I, I just want to make a, a point too, which you brought up and it's just um, it's clicking in my head here. It's really nice on the offensive line that we've seen these young players now already. I mean, it's only been three preseason games and we've already seen more play both tackle spots. Yep. So he was in the um, left tackle spot for Chooks when Chooks was out Yep. running with the ones. And then right after banners first drive, I know they're limiting uh, banner snaps because he's still returning from an ACL injury. Steeler yeah. Nation, do not be afraid of Banner. Do not think that Moore he's is fine. taking Banner snaps. It's strictly because they've been limiting his snaps to get him ready for preseason. They're erring on the side of caution, which is great because this is something the Steelers have never done before. Usually, yeah. right at, right at the nine month mark, you're back in 100. percent This yeah. time, they're like, we're at 10 months now. We're going to be approaching 11 as we hit this as we hit the start of the season. 12 as we hit the start of the season, and they're doing it the right way. Yeah. But Moore has still, he got to come in with the ones last week after Banner with his first drive and play three more drives with Ben Roethlisberger, which were all, which were scoring drives, which is great. I mean, yeah, I, I really liked what I saw from the ones this past week. I really did. And, uh, you know, and we were just talking about Devin Bush. We missed him dearly last season when he went down with the ACL Hmm. and then Kevin Colbert's like, Oh, I'm just going to pick up Joe Schobert. And that's what he did. And now that middle I think is way better than anything we had last year. No disrespect to any of the players, but Devin Bush and Joe Schobert, Joe Schobert is a yes. magnet to the ball, just yes. like Minka Fitzpatrick on the back end. Mm. So now you got a ball magnet mm. in the deep half, and then you got one in the mids, which is where we've had issues with tight ends in the past. Yeah. So yep. the ball finds Schobert, the ball finds Fitzpatrick. I, I like that equation yep. all day. So how do you feel about the corners? Because for me, it was tough losing. We knew we were going to lose one between Hilton and Sutton. We knew that yeah. the Steelers decided we like the diversity of Sutton. He has a chance to start outside. Yep. So this is the guy we're going to keep. And I understand that completely. But then Nelson leaving the team was a surprise to all the Steeler nation. And I still think it's one. They're still kind of trying to figure out how it's going to work. Yeah. On the outside. Yeah. Do you see Sutton still flexing down to the slot? Do you see him staying to the outside? Uh, what what do you like at least about the uh, the corners that can at least give me a little bit of respite and, and excitability sure. about the secondary when I th- see that cornerback position and just the the variability of it right now as being the, the only question mark on that day. The 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 biggest loss for me was Mike Hilton by mm-hmm. far. Um, Nelson for me, I think it came down to who are the Steelers going to keep. 
Joe Hayden or Steve Nelson. Yeah. And they picked Joe Hayden. Yep. I think it was that simple. I think both of them wanted extensions Mm -hmm. and only one was going to get one. Mm. So I think, I mean, that that strictly business decision. Yeah. So Nelson wanted a a future elsewhere. Fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, And yeah, I mean, he was solid last year, but he wasn't uh, big enough to make a deal about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I would have been much more upset if Joe left without mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. And I think when you look at it like that, X's yeah. and O's, who mm-hmm. would you pick Nelson or Hayden without question? You're picking Joe Hayden. Now going back to Cam Sutton, Sutton has really blossomed over the last few years. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be a guy that plays inside and outside mm-hmm. depending on the matchups. Uh, and that gives the versatility there, which leads the outside potentially open for a guy like Pierre. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I, I, I've heard lots of good things. We've all heard good things about him in camp and in practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he needs to really embrace the snaps and, and do less thinking out on the field and just mm-hmm. react because that's where he's best. Mm-hmm. But uh, James Pierre is a baller. And I think if once he gets that confidence, he's going to be a problem for opposing offenses for sure. And a shout out to Kenny Beamer. What's up, Steeler Nation? Derek Lore sleeping our way. To the Super Bowl seven rings, go Steelers. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. And um, we've got our last preseason game. Odd that there's only three now, though the Steelers still did play four. I mean, obviously, we got to play extra games and stuff because of COVID and everything. But we've got a game against the Carolina Panthers this week. Starters probably aren't going to be playing this game. What do you want to see out of the last preseason game, Brad? Uh, as Tomlin would say, I want to see the guys who are on the bubble. Mm-hmm. I want to see guys who are either going to make the team or they're getting cut yeah. and that's stepping up to the challenge and the opportunity, knowing that they're either going to be out of a job or making a roster spot. So that's what I want to see. But uh, I think a guy like James Pierre will get snaps for obvious reasons. Um, guys like that. Uh, I would not be surprised if Highsmith plays a little bit as well. Uh, I don't think we see Friermuth at all uh, for a reason, um, but you know, guys who are on the bubble, you know, depth positions for us, uh, uh, names escaping me, uh, safety, uh, uh, Brew, which one, the, the, uh, Trey backups, Trey Edmonds. No. Um, oh, that's it. Cause that's <laughs> the, 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 the Swiss army, the, the Swiss army knife we drafted. Oh, the Dre, uh, yeah. Dre Norwood, Trey Norwood, Trey Norwood. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Norwood has, has been a ball magnet as well. If you've been watching him, uh, in, in the preseason and in practice, he's always around the ball. And once again, Tomlin is very good with finding these guys. The ball finds them, you know, and that's something where Trey Norwood has always been around the ball. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to see more of him. Uh, they really like this guy. He's very versatile. He can come up and play slot as well. Yes. Um, so that's a guy I want to see get more snaps. Um, but yeah, I think Joe Schobert is going to play, um, get more reps, uh, within the defense because he's going to be calling a lot of plays. Mm-hmm. I think Devin will probably get some snaps as well, uh, just because he's working his way back, uh, probably Banner. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I uh, I would love to see Najee, but I doubt he gets any snaps. Um, I don't think we're going to see Chase Claypool. We don't need to see Chase Claypool in this game. I think you give him the rest till week one uh, because that ankle scare was something I don't want to experience again. No, not at all. Um, we're just starting to get some cuts across the board. Uh, I don't know if the Steelers ones are in, we're trying to report on those, 
uh, directly as they happen. It's supposed to cut down time is 4 p.m. But an interesting cut that's just happened from the Jaguars is a reserve offensive interior lineman. Derwin Gray was just cut. Yep. If a lot of you guys Steeler. remember him as an ex-stealer, plays all three interior spots, was yep. also part of that Matt Canada offense with uh, McFarland over there at University of Maryland. And, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see if the Steelers either try to pick him up on practice squad or try to slot him in somewhere. But I knew he was a guy they really like. It's tough with the depth on offensive line, though, to be able to kind of throw him in to the mix. But I'd like to see them at least try to pick him up in the practice squad and maybe maneuver as the season goes on. I mean, you can never have too many players on a team who are familiar with the playbook and the culture of the team. So, um, yeah, I, I would see them trying to make a, a run at him to bring him back. But also another guy I want to see is Dwayne Haskins. I want to see yes. Haskins play. Um, I don't know if we're going to see a lot of um, Rudolph, but uh, I think you'll see Haskins and Dobbs. But uh, I truly, I, I stand by that. I was talking to someone yesterday and we were talking about Josh Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Josh Dobbs is a stud, man. Yeah. And, and he brings you that versatility even in a, in a least case scenario where we need someone to come in and run like Lamar Jackson mm. and be Lamar Jackson in practice for yep. prep week. Yep. He, he does that. Yep. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, obviously I feel like Rudolph is still going to be there, but that means you got to cut somebody. I don't mm. foresee them keeping four quarterbacks. Yep. Um, but I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's, it's going to be an interesting few days to see how the roster rounds itself out. But at the end of the day, people are sleeping on the Steelers this year. I, I, I stand by that regardless of how difficult the schedule is. Yeah. And uh, barring any major injuries, I think the Steelers are going to make some noise this year. Yeah, it's going to be a completely different team. I mean, just picking up um, Schobert in the middle is already kind. Is, it's already transformed our defense. It was a yep. defense that was. We always had one guy that could kind of cover in the middle, but having two guys now that can cover in the middle and bang in the run game and get to the quarterback and make tackles for losses. I mean, this is a new style with when you have people eaters in front of you with Alualu and Hayward and to it. I mean, come on. Not to mention TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. Right. So like, I mean, that to me is exciting and might be the best front seven in the league. This might be the most talented front seven in the league, especially once they start playing where people start seeing how good Schobert is with these guys, how good uh, Highsmith is and how he's progressing this season. This, this can be an elite, the league's best front seven. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Ike Taylor always used to say Steelers don't rebuild. They reload. And, and that's, (laughs) That's what they they've done. I mean, the defense has not had a drop off, and they they've done so well with the draft as well as trades. Mm-hmm. Kevin Colbert has been. I think this might be his best off season. I agree. Draft draft and signings included. Yes. Um. Obviously, getting Minka a few seasons back, like he the last few years, he's been very very good for the Steelers, killing it. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see what happens with Ben. Uh, a lot has been rumored that this is his last season. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's go get seven for seven. How about that? <laughs> I hear you there. And we have a question from Steeler Nation, uh, Steeler Nation podcast. How are you doing, Colton? Good to see you out there too, my friend. Um, and thank you for chiming in too, helping us out with the Norwood debacle when we were trying to figure out which team players on the team. So we're honestly Steeler Nation. Th- this is, uh, you got me on the show. You got Brad on the show. 
Brad's an entertainment person from California and he's rattling off practice squad people. He's rattling off third string depth people. We know our, it's a Steeler nation. Steeler nation knows our teams. It takes yeah. us a little bit sometimes, but we will eventually get there. I, I, yo, one of the funniest things is I was down in Tampa for the, for the Super Bowl in 2008. And I was at this restaurant and this Cardinals fan was being real obnoxious. And he was basically like, you can't name five players on the team. I was like, bro, I can name all 53. So step away. Like, and then he, he walked off real quick. Yeah. Did you start rattling them off? <laughs> oh yeah. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. And b- by the time I got to like the mid teens and twenties, yeah. he walked away and yeah. I was like, see ya. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, you could probably rattle off five players from his team. <laughs> oh, without question. Without question. hundred percent. I mean, I know I got Larry Johnson. That's about it. I mean, he's one of my all, all time, or Larry Fitzgerald. I'm sorry. One of my all time yeah, favorite, favorite non-stealers of all time. He, he hung it up, man. That's. Oh, did he, did he retire? Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, he's officially. Oh my. Cause yeah, I he's... think he was the last person in Ben Roethlisberger's draft class that was still playing in the league currently. Yeah. He, he stepped, he stepped away. Wow. Um, but he left the door open for maybe a late season return. Hmm. Um, but yeah, he's like, I just don't have the urge to play right now and respect. Oh, much love to that guy though. He's oh, like, man. Kind of a, such a, a good dude on and off the field. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So first question from Steeler nation, I'm going to point this one straight to you, Brad mighty guru guru over at SteelerNation.com is asking, what are you going to do with that 17 million in cap space? Is there a cornerback out there worth a look? going for a trade what is you or would you go for a different position is there anything that you would do if you were the gm of this team um the priority right now first and foremost is extending tj watt that that's the priority so until we get that deal done for tj the cap space is irrelevant and the cap space that's there right now is for tj watt so that that's the priority. So I, I think um, let's see how much cap space we have after we give him the biggest deal in NFL history. Uh, yeah, for a defensive player. Yeah. Indeed. So yeah. I, I but like right now, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, we got a lot of money to spend. We mm-hmm. do. We do not uh, because most of that's going to TJ. I'm on the opposite end of this. And I know I've been taking a lot of heat from Steeler Nation. I still think it's going to be very difficult for the Steelers to be really spending any more money than they're currently spending on TJ Watt this season, this season, he's already on the books for 10 mil because it's his fifth year option, which is a a high amount. So for me, you've got to be giving him 50 million in, in a signing bonus for you to even get to 10 million on the books for this season. Yeah. So I think it's going to be interesting. I still think that that cap number is going to drop a little bit. We're going to be a little surprised on how much cap money, which I mean, we just let's go back a few short months to right around the draft when the Steelers were like no 25 million over the draft, yeah. The cap yeah. Space, which they would have been right at the cap number had it been a normal year and the cap had been, you know, accelerating the way we had expecting it to have been 100%. increasing would have been, we would have no problem, but Ben takes a huge pay cut. we got to cut mm-hmm. a couple people. Um, and then, then we had some surprise leaves, like, especially when we lose Pouncey and David DeCastro from the line that yeah. freed up a ton of money yep. and it, we lost Nelson that freed up some more now money. And yeah. it was, it's just been Vince an, Williams. Yeah. 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 Vince, Vince Williams first being a cap casualty, yep. then coming back to the team and then unfortunately yep. retiring. Cause unfortunately he was, he was just too banged up to, to continue his yeah. career. And then man, 
let me at least got to give a shout out to Vince and an awesome career he's had. Oh he, my goodness. Yeah, for sure. Time with the Pittsburgh and Steelers, and the other thing too, on that note, man, like yeah. looking at the team and what we have, I mean, I, I'm not going to speak for Steeler nation, but I hope we try to keep Juju. Yes. Uh, he is so important to the offense. He's so important to the team. I was so glad he came back on that one year deal, mm-hmm. but you got to have, cap space for him and here's the thing a lot of people need to realize is if ben steps away after this year which is looking like that might be the case Mm. that's going to free up even more cap space Mm. so juju can get extended and then we'll have to extend minka fitzpatrick yeah he's another guy that's going to be owed a large large sum so that you know guys like that we need to keep the key players and i do not think juju smith schuster is a care uh is a player that you can just all right bye good luck he's not that player He's not. And, at, and as we currently sit for next year, co- according to spot track, um, spot rack over here, spot rack.com uh, Steelers right now are currently sitting for next year at $64 million under the cap. And that's before a salary cap increase. So that yeah. is, I mean, that, that number is probably going to go up by 10 mil with the sound. That would be a minimum, but we're talking about a blow up happening here soon. Maybe a 20 mil increase yeah. with the recoup from these years off big yep. television contract coming up throwing on top of streaming money, which is a brand new source of revenue for the yeah. NFL um, and making all these streaming contracts now. And also the budget was uh, the, the cap was lower last year. Right. So like it, it was very right. tight. And now going into next season, it's going to go up because of that. Yeah. So COVID impacted obviously the entire league in the world. So, you know, the cap went down. Mm-hmm. So now it's going to go back up next year. And yeah, with all the different sources of revenue and everything going on, we might have a ton of cap space and I hope that's the case Yeah, because like, you know, with all the rumors that Ben's hanging up, maybe Haskins isn't the guy, maybe Rudolph isn't the guy. Maybe you bring a guy from uh, green Bay. Over. Oh um, yeah. You go Steeler nation. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad at that, especially given him the weapons that we have on the outside. Right. I don't think and a be defense at- like that to help yeah. him get the ball back hundred percent. So, you know, yeah. we'll see, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but I'm saying <laughs> we got, if we have cap play. space to play around. Yeah. You know, let's play around. And we've got a question over on Facebook from Anthony Laird. From what you saw, does Ingram still have enough in the tank to be a good part of our defense? One billion percent. He could be a starter. He could be a starter, but he's he's gonna probably back up Highsmith. If not, they're gonna, you know, Tomlin's gonna say we don't have a clear one. They're gonna split, you know, snaps, blah, blah, blah. But I mean, he could start elsewhere. So that's the best depth we've had on the outside where he can not only come in for TJ Watt, mm-hmm. but also Alex Highsmith yeah. and give those guys, guys breathers. And that is something we haven't had where there was a significant drop off when Bud Dupree came out mm-hmm. or TJ came out. And now that's not the case. And I will just reiterate too what we just touched on a little bit talking. We now have three linebackers, outside linebackers that can flop and play both sides. Yep. So they're going to start creating rotations, flipping them from side to side, creating mismatch nightmares for other teams. So that This is going to be a neat thing to watch this season, which we didn't see when it was Bud and Watt. The only thing we saw was them sw- switch positions entirely when Bud yep. started off as the uh, right outside linebacker and Watt was left and then they swapped them. And now, and that helped out Bud's career his last two years as a left outside linebacker. Yeah. He seemed to really lock down that side and get in there a lot easier. Whereas Watt was just destroying that those left tackles coming around the edge. Yeah. And in the depth too, with like Quincy Roche yeah. and Isaiah Loudermilk, who's getting a ton of Hayward 
comparisons. Right. I mean, the, the draft was solid. It really was. And Harvin. Yes. Yeah. Harvin. <laughs> I know. I'm excited for a punter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I hope they give that guy the job, man. What oh, a I stud. Yeah, um, it, it's tough not to at this point because it seems like the Steelers have been trying to replace Barry every year for the, 100%. For the past four or five years. I mean, with Brad Wing competition, we ended up getting a draft pick from the Jets from that. And that's in 2000 or the Giants from 2017, I think was that competition. Yeah, long time but we ago. keep throwing in a new person. Yeah. Like, hey, we're going to get you put Colquitt's son out there this year from last year. And that lasted all but a couple games. And like, okay, yeah. we'll bring Barry back. But the cool thing is, like, Barry is a gamer, man. Like, yeah. you draft this young kid he's kicking his butt off this year so Steelers may be able to pull another draft pick for maybe a punter which would be insane <laughs> yeah and and Harvin's experience he he won the excuse me Roy guy award yes. yeah yep. um Roy so yep. he he is a, a baller yeah uh and he's a pedigree so yes, I think you gotta give him the job and that first preseason game, I was like, what is happening? Like, that was the sickest game I've ever seen as from a, a punter, Steeler fan, as a punter. Until, oh, we, yeah. watched, until we just saw De- uh, Detroit's punter Fox kick. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, that, I, that I, I can kill it too. Just, but. just shocked. But once again, like we, we are getting better in all these areas. Barry was very inconsistent last season. And that put us in bad situations from a field standpoint. So you know, field positions, very important. And if Harvin can pin opposing teams back behind the 10 consistently, yep. good luck going up against that defense nice. inside your own 10. Nice. And we got another question here right under the gun from Sean McGowan over here on Facebook. Do you think Chooks has what it takes to hold down that left tackle spot or is Dan Moore going to take over at some point? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's my yes. answer. I, I think, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's very it's vague, but I think Chooks will start. Mm-hmm. And if he struggles, I don't think Tomlin's going to hesitate to throw Dan Moore in there. Yeah. And I think that's fine. Trial by fire. That's what he does. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I Chooks did a good job. But, yeah, if he struggles, Tomlin's not going to let the blind side of Ben be a revolving door. No. And I'm with you a bit there, too, but I have a slightly different point of view on the fact that Chooks is now – he is an NFL tackle. He's yeah. an NFL starting tackle. He's a right tackle last year. Now he's got to flip and play left tackle. It's difficult to flip for an entire season when you're a starter, though he was a left tackle all through high school, all through college. That's what he was drafted to be. And he's just been such a good swing tackle for us. And he's able to play both sides and he was able to come in for that right tackle side. Personally, I don't see Dan Moore getting on the field yet unless Chooks is injured. Correct. That's that's the way I'd have to start. Yeah, I mean, look at it. Very so great to have that great talent behind to be able to have this conversation. But look how last year went with Dotson. Yeah, that's that's a good uh, comparison to kind of see how this plays out. But a lot of us too. Dotson ended up starting at both guard spots last year. He came in for David DeCastro early when he went down at his natural right guard position. Then when Matt Filer drops, he's over there playing games at left guard. And a lot of Steeler nation didn't want to see him be taken off of the field when Filer came back healthy. So that became an interesting uh, situation there at the end, but what a great thing to have another guy that the Steelers drafted at the bottom of the fourth round. Yeah. Same thing here that we're talking about with uh, Moore. Yeah. Fourth round offensive linemen now that we're turning talking about becoming starters and being starters the Steelers are starting to do it deeper in the draft and that goes to the the talent with the scouts 
picking up these guys, Kevin Colbert and them for picking the right guys at the right time as well. So that's really fun to see because we need to rebuild this line. This line was old. I mean, we had Villanueva, we had Pouncey, we had DeCastro. I mean, these guys were and Foster obviously retiring the year before. Yeah. That was an ancient line. It is time for the new line and moving forward. And I think so far they made at least enough steps that we're going to be competitive this year. And we're going to be pushing people down the field, which is going to be fun because the games, I I think this upcoming game against Buffalo Mm -hmm. is going to be a shock for the league because Buffalo is not a good run defense team. They're not. They got exposed in the playoffs and that's why they were bumped quickly um Steelers are going to be running the football and pounding the football in that game and we're going to see the Steelers probably be the stronger line of scrimmage in the Buffalo week one and that's something as a fan that I'm excited about because I know it's I know it's something that Matt Canada that we have finally have a offensive coordinator that knows how to get the best out of his players and utilize them in correct ways to make it difficult to understand what play we're doing, whether we're going to run hand off to the wide receiver hand off to the back coming up through hey, or the, o- the other thing I'm so excited that I've been seeing mm-hmm. with the new offense play action. Yep. <laughs> and we even Finally. do play action to nobody sometimes. Yeah. Yes. And, and that alone, like such a simple offensive scheme and concept, but we didn't do it ever. Cause like one, we didn't have a run game. So like, what's the point of doing it, but also like seeing it in the preseason now, like defenses remain flat footed and that allows Deontay Johnson to fly down the field and pick up a 50 yarder or chase Claypool or anything like that. So, yeah, yeah I mean, uh, like I said, the, the, the change with the offensive coordinator is a huge, huge deal for this team. And you're going to see it very, very quickly. Dare I say, this may be the first offensive coordinator that Steeler Nation doesn't even have a chance to complain about. This Agreed. might be <laughs> this might be interesting. I guess everybody else was a scheme guy. This guy is an X's and O's guy. Um, you know, everybody else has run their scheme. And if it, if it doesn't work, they keep trying to run it, keep trying to run their same plays. And this time it's guys like, hey, if that doesn't work, or if they're keying on this, we're going to run it this way the next time. Yep. And, and, and bam. That's that, that's what you're going to you're going to want to see them learning from their mistakes during the game instead of repeating the same thing week after week. Correct. Yeah. Awesome. Brad. Awesome. Having you back on the show, man. Love it. <laughs> Love like, it. It's like falling right back into the, an old Jersey, man. It's like it's what we do, man. <laughs> <laughs> you and I always had it going on in 2018. Like we never lost a day. This is great having you back on the show. Thanks uh, for having me, man. Oh, anytime Steeler nation, you've got to watch and follow biggest Steeler fan, Brad R Lambert out there on the West coast doing Pittsburgh proud on Thank Twitter. You. On Instagram, Brad R. Lambert. Do you have any other projects coming up here that you can tell Steeler Nation about that might be in the works that we can get excited about? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm doing a lot in the entertainment space right now. A lot of the content is around, you know, interviewing the director of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings or oh, nice. sitting down with one of the stars. So I'm doing a lot on the journalism side out here. And uh, it's nice because I'm not with an outlet. Uh, I've been able to create uh, the value and the, and the brand yeah. with the relationships that I have to come in and bring that value. 
Um, so that's been really fun for me. And I'm, I'm doing that with one of my really good friends, Matt Ramos, who is a a 19 year old kid who's just exploded on social media, has one of the biggest followings in pop culture. So he and I work very well together. Um, and we're doing some big things out here on that end. So just trying to make entertainment, uh, a kinder, uh, more blue collar place, uh, bringing that Pittsburgh mentality out there. Uh, I'm working on bringing some film and TV projects back to Pittsburgh. I want to film in my hometown. So that's something I'm working on right now uh, with a few of my projects as a producer. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I mean, sports, definitely uh, Steelers, Penguins, you know, the drill, uh, staying up to date with that. And uh, I'll definitely be coming back to Pittsburgh uh, for the season. So Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm excited because the Steelers are actually coming out to Los Angeles this year to play the Chargers in SoFi (laughs) Stadium in November. (laughs) So I can't wait for that. But uh, all in all, uh, I uh, you check me out on Instagram, Brad R. Lambert, Twitter, Brad R. Lambert, uh, Twitch. If you want to have a fun watch party for all the Steelers games, chat it up with me. You can find me on Twitch at Brad R. Lambert. Nice. Uh, but yeah, Steeler Nation, come say hi. It's all good vibes all the time. Awesome. The It takes a special person to be able to represent both DC and Marvel and do it. <laughs> in a kind excited way for both franchises we why love. not no better representation i could ever think Appreciate of than it. for brad r lambert doing that and um one final thing that i want you to shout out to steeler nation is talk about this trailer that just dropped yeah steeler nation if you haven't heard uh a little trailer by the name of spider-man no way home dropped last night and it is absolutely incredible so if you like spider-man Toby, Andrew, Tom, I'd watch the trailer uh, because Spider-Man is this film's going to break records and it's going to blow your freaking mind. Awesome. Brad R. Lambert, thank you for joining the show. I'll be seeing you in Pittsburgh, hopefully soon this year. We'll crack a beer. We'll watch the game. We'll have a good time, man. So peace out, man. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye. (laughs) See ya. Steeler Nation, read our great articles at SteelerNation.com. Tweet us at Steeler Nation. Instagram us at SteelerNation.com. Follow the Steeler Nation podcast on Twitter at underscore SN podcast or follow your lowly host, G Striker, on Twitter and Instagram at SN Striker, Striker spelled with a Y. Thanks for joining us for the SteelerNation.com podcast sponsored by Total Sports Enterprises. I'm your host, G Striker, with Brad R. Lambert rooting along with you as always. Go Steelers! Awesome.